Good morning. Our scripture this morning comes from Proverbs chapter 3, so I invite you to turn there with me. It's not going to be on the screen this morning, so grab your Bible or grab your phone. Proverbs chapter 3, we're going to read the first four verses there. Proverbs chapter 3. Hear the word of the Lord. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Holy and gracious Lord, as we hear your word, we know that you're moving even now among us. So open our hearts and our minds in a way that we will hear from you like only you can speak. Speak to our hearts, Lord. Make your presence known. Gracious Lord, I pray you would take these words of mine, that you would turn them from water into wine because we know that you will take even the simplest of things and do miracles with them. So do that even now in our midst this day. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm um, wondering if you are expecting to have a good year. Is this going to be a good year for you? How about a great year? Are you like expecting a great year? Or are you hoping for one that's better than last year? I, I don't know. Can last year be topped? Was last year a really good one for you? It's, it's something, right? Whenever we start talking about a new year and resolutions and all those kind of things, um, how it's all, it's all relative. It's all about what you've experienced in the last year or what you're hoping for or what you already ex are expecting for this year or, or maybe you're just not sure what to expect for this year. Um, I think other than, other than the year of COVID, where we all were like, this is the worst year ever, <laughs> right? Um, other than that, we go through things in different ways and different times. And so for some of us, we could say last year was awful. We just had so much loss. And we're just really glad to be out of 2022. But for others of us, we can say 2022 might have been really sweet. There could have been some really great things that happened. Maybe, maybe new life in your family, right? Or, or, or uh, maybe a great new job or, um, or new friendships that we just don't know. So, so it's hard whenever you hear one person say, oh, I just need, a, I just need out of 2022. I need something better than last year because maybe it was a really good year for you. We just all go through these times and seasons that are not like anyone else's. It's, it's the life that we are given to live, and, and, and we get to live a little alongside one another. You know, I'm not one. I'm not one who is big on resolutions. Um, I'm really quick to see those resolutions go poof. <laughs> but 
I know and recognize that there are times in my life where I need to be paying attention to things, to be able to recognize that this was really good and, and I'm in a good place and then I want to keep going and continuing to grow in a certain area. Or there are times when it's just very clear and, and obvious in my life where it's like, whoa, this is not going well. Uh, we need to do a little reset. And that doesn't mean that it's January 1st. It might be August 22nd. You know what I mean? And so our lives are just always, we're always growing and learning and, and we should be taking advantage of those opportunities. And I was listening to a sermon um, this week by a, a local um, Pittsburgh pastor. It was a, a sermon that he had preached probably almost 10 years ago. And, and he was talking about the favor of God. It's like, ooh, Let's talk about that because you know I might not be one who likes to make a resolution but I like to talk about the blessings of God and 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 maybe I just want to focus on things that God's doing in my life and be able to um think about that maybe maybe I do want to focus on something for the year ahead and 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 look at how uh how God might bring his favor into my life and have I experienced God's favor in my life and so I was thinking about that and thinking about some of the scriptures that he shared and some of the people in scripture, because, because there are many people in scripture that you can read through and, and it will say something like the favor of the Lord was upon them or, or the favor of God rested upon them or, or they knew the favor of the Lord or maybe even a prayer, Lord, Lord, give me your favor. Um, and, and even in the, in this text that we just read, then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Favor. And I thought, well, that's something I like, right? And as that sermon went on, and, and as he was talking about these different people, then other, other people in the scriptures were brought to mind. And so I just want to kind of share a few of them. Uh, one of them would be Noah. It says in Genesis 6, 8, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Um, friends, do you remember what happened to Noah? Do you remember how Noah, kind of minding his business, like being devoted to God, God said, hey, Noah, you have found favor with me. Now go and build a giant boat, a boat in the middle of dry ground, a boat where water cannot be seen. Go and build this boat, Noah, and everyone will look at you and call you a fool. What is wrong with you, man? Why are you building a boat in the middle of nowhere? It doesn't even make sense to anyone who is seeing and witnessing this. What is wrong with this guy? But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Mary, sweet young Mary that we've just been celebrating and talking all, all December about, right? Mary, highly favored one. That is what she, how she was referred to. Angel appears and says, do not be afraid. Highly favored one. Okay, again, here's the favor of the Lord that is upon someone who when, when in her culture is seen to be with a child, everyone around is going, whoa, this is not okay. A lot of people would have been calling for her life that she should be stoned. 
what is happening, she's highly favored. Well, gee, that puts uh, favor into a little different light, doesn't it? Maybe I don't want to be highly favored. <laughs> Maybe being highly favored is something that I'd rather avoid because I don't really want people's eyes on me. I don't want their criticism. I certainly don't want them coming for my life. So is being highly favored really so great after all? Well, we also hear about Samuel. That Samuel had the favor of the Lord. Samuel was a young boy when he entered the temple. Samuel, Samuel was one who was able to hear the voice of the Lord when the voice of the Lord had not been heard for a long time. And as a child, Samuel heard the voice of the Lord not once, not twice, three times. And when, when he not only acknowledged that he heard the voice of the Lord, but spoke the words that the Lord gave him, this one who was favored was faithful. And then he grew in favor. He grew in favor with the Lord and with people. We see goodness coming out of his obedience. Moses is another one who talks about this favor with the Lord. In Exodus 33, Moses said to the Lord, look, you've been telling me, lead this people up, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you've said, I know you by name, and you have found favor in my sight. Now, if indeed I've found favor in your sight, please let me know your ways that I may know you and find favor in your sight. Remember that this nation is your people. And the Lord answered, my presence will go with you. Moses going, you said... Right? You, could hear, you could hear Noah saying this. You could hear Mary saying this as, as Moses is saying, you said, you said that I had favor in your sight. You said that I should lead these people, but God, I'm just saying that I'm not, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling the goodness. I'm not feeling the, the confidence here at the moment because everything around me isn't looking so great. Everything around me is looking really good not cool. Everything around me is just frustrating me to no end, God. So, so here's Moses going, you said this, God. You told me what you want me to do. Noah, right? God, you told me to build this boat. There's Mary going, God, you said it was going to be okay that I could do this. And God says to Moses, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And I think that's what we all need to hear right now. Because no matter if this was going to be a really good year coming up and, and 22 days in, you're already going, seriously? 
no matter what the last year has been, no matter what our expectations are, you need to hear God saying, I am going with you. My presence will go with you and I will give you rest even in the midst of this. Because Noah was found faithful. Moses was found faithful. Samuel was faithful. Mary was faithful even when they weren't sure what to really expect. And I think that our expectations get in the way of our trust and our faith in God. We have expectations about our own lives, about what we want, who we are, what we should have, what we want to have. We have expectations within our families and expectations within our, our workplace. We have these expectations even we place expectations upon God. And, and sometimes when our expectations are not met, instead of, instead of asking for a clarification or instead of bringing a little instruction in, into the, to our family life or, or maybe uh, just asking some clarification, instead of going to God and saying, God, we, I know you said this, we just say, well, this is what I expected and it didn't happen. And so now my expectations are gonna get a little, a little tighter. Right. Now now I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little more I'm gonna get a little more specific. This is what I expect. And as we do that, we start to limit God. Because my expectations weren't met the way I thought they should be. And so that must mean that God really wasn't listening. God wasn't paying attention. God didn't hear my prayers. And so maybe I can't trust the God God the way I thought I could. God said, I will go with you. I will be with you. I will give you rest. You may know my favor. Friends, we have to expect our God for greater and bigger things. We, we can't limit him to our understanding. We have to, to, to give God all, all of the freedom to do what God will do because it's not anything that we could ever imagine. It's not anything that we could ever have planned and put into place. Could Noah really have imagined and crafted for himself that if he built this gigantic boat, that there would be water enough for it to float? No, he wasn't thinking about something like that. That was only God. Could that young girl have ever imagined, oh, gee, if I would only become pregnant by the Holy Spirit, who thinks something like that? Nobody thinks something like that. If only God would choose me to bear his son, all of the problems of the world would be over. No, people don't think that. That was, that was God who said, I will bring my son into the world in a way that only I can. But do you notice in all of those times, it wasn't an instant answer to a prayer. It took those people 40 years to get through those, that wilderness. Here's Moses going, God, you said to lead them. You said, God, you said, I'm trying, God. And maybe you're sitting there going, I'm trying, God. Well, let's expect our God to do what only our God can do then. 
Let's expect that even if the, there's, even though there's difficulty along the way, that by holding on to God and God's word and God's promises, by knowing God is, is faithful and just, by knowing that his word is true, by seeing how God has been faithful for generation after generation after generation, not because it was all easy, but because of the faithfulness of the people that, that they were able to show and give witness and bear testimony to God's faithfulness. Expect that God will do great things. This might be the best year yet, but you just don't know because God hasn't shown you yet. And maybe he just might be preparing you. Maybe you just might be in a season of waiting for rain to come so that when it finally does, you'll be ready. And that's what our word said this morning, that we need to, to keep his commands, to not forget his teaching, but keep them in our hearts. So we need to be in God's word. I've said it, I've said it a couple times already, but are you in God's word? Are you using resources that we have available just, just to help because sometimes getting a new routine going is can't, it's not always easy. So use whatever resources you have. Get into a Bible study. Find something online. There's a great Bible app, and they've got, they've got weekly plans that you can read or the different devotions. Find a way that, that works for you, that you're just in God's Word, because that's how we know His promises. That's how we know His plans. And the more we do that, we, we're allowing the love and faithfulness of God to never leave us. So let's not expect those things that we might understand. But let's give God some space, huh? To show us who he really wants us to be. To show us what he can really do. Because friends, there are some miracles that are just waiting to happen. But are you ready for them? Are you... Are you willing to see them and receive them? Let's expect God to do God-sized things in our lives. Let's see what God has planned for the best year yet. Will you pray with me? God, we thank you for your word. And we thank you for the ways that you show up in places that we may have least expected. And even if this is the beginning of a year that we really weren't wanting to see happen the way it has, even if we're finding ourselves maybe like Noah, God, it's been years and years and years of waiting, and I did what you said, but I'm just not sure right now if this is really what you wanted. I'm not sure. Oh, holy God. We just want to see you in our lives. We, we just want to expect the absolute best 
to not be tied down, not be consumed with worry and doubt and fear. We want to live into the fullness of who you are. So just as the psalmist crying out, where does my help come from? Does my help come from the mountains? No. My help comes from the Lord, our God, the maker of heaven and earth, the one in whom all things have been created, the one in whom I can place all of my trust. So we are trusting, Lord, in all of who you are to do all that you will in and through us. In Jesus' name, amen.